Hello and welcome back to Break Your Budget, the podcast. My name is Michaela and I am your host and we are back with another episode. Today we're going to be talking about financial routines, habits, routines, my money management system, and likely some tips and tricks for you to implement all of these things into your financial routine as well. So We're just going to get right into it. I don't have any life updates to give you guys this week. I do want to remind you, as always, if you like the podcast, give me a review. Make sure you're following me on Instagram, TikTok, all the things. Um, And yeah, let's just get into it this time. So financial routines, very, very, very important. So I am a creature of habit and I am a firm believer that having Strong, solid financial routines are literally the key to success when it comes to managing your money. I actually, it's funny, I saw a TikTok yesterday um, about, it was like a stitch and the question was, what was one sentence that changed the way you think about something forever? And the woman who did the stitch responded and said that the way that you think about food is the same way that you think about money, something like that. Or the relationship that you have with food and in your health is the same relationship you have your, with your money. And if you're an all or nothing kind of person or like a binge restrict eater, you could be like the kind of person who is an overspender and then pulls back really quickly. Or if you're somebody who is very restrictive in your diet, you could be a very restrictive spender. You get the gist. Um, And I thought that that was very true because in my life, I think about a lot of parallels between healthy finances and like a healthy lifestyle and diet. And I hate the word balance, but that is really just like the word that is necessary here. Having balance and um, knowing how to balance like different areas of your finances in the same way that you balance different aspects of your health in certain scenarios and how you change maybe the way that you eat or the things that you do when you go out to dinner with friends versus if you're eating at home. It all is very, very, very similar in your financial life. And I just found that parallel very interesting. I thought it was a good um, way to kind of kick off the value of having financial routines. So For me, when I think about my life and balancing like health, for example, I have my few priorities. You know, I make it a priority to eat vegan at home. Um, I make it a priority to go on walks every day. I make it a priority to do Pilates a couple times a week. But when I go out and I do things with friends, those priorities or I guess guidelines in my life kind of shift based on what I'm doing. And that's very, very, very applicable to my finances. So like if I'm at home or if I'm in my general, you know, day-to-day life, I'm following different guidelines, I guess, or like personal guidelines in my financial life. Like I'm not going to go out and just buy random things. I'm only buying like groceries and, you know, day-to-day maintenance stuff. But when I'm going out to dinner or I'm doing an activity with friends or I'm making plans or whatever, how I spend my money is obviously going to change depending on what I'm doing and how I prioritize different plans and events in my life. I feel like you kind of get it now. If you don't, send me a DM. But that parallel is very, very, very um, applicable here. And how I balance all of this is through having financial routines. So I'm a huge creature of habit. I'm a huge proponent of having routines. And I have more than one. 
when it comes to my finances in the same way that in my health and lifestyle, I have more than one routine. I have like a morning routine and I have a breakfast routine and I have like all different kinds of things that I'm doing every single day. Routines that I honestly don't even realize too. And the same goes with my finances. So I feel like that was a little rambly, but I hope that that kind of, you know, set the stage of how this is going to go. So we're going to talk about all my different things. I'll talk about what I do daily, what I do bi-weekly, and then what I do monthly. So my daily routine, and I say daily even though it isn't really every single day, but my daily routine is updating my personal finance dashboard. So this is really, really important because you need to be tracking your expenses, especially if you're early on in your financial journey. And part of tracking your expenses is updating or checking in on your finances on a regular basis. So that means every single day or, I mean, more realistically, every other day, I'm popping open my personal finance dashboard. I'm going into my income expense log and I am just updating my expenses if I have any new ones from throughout the week. Um, I really like to do this because it keeps me close to how I'm spending my money and I can never really get into a position where I have no idea how much money I've spent. I think it's really, really important. Some people completely disagree and say that it's too much and I think that's very person specific. It doesn't really matter um, if you do it every day, if you do it every other day, if you do it once a week, as long as you're doing it, that's what's really important. Um, So I like to do it daily or every other day-ish. It usually is like a five-minute thing. The other part of my financial routine, and this is daily, is I do 10 minutes of reading every morning. And I'm not sitting here setting a timer or anything, but I do like to start my day um, reading a little bit about personal finance. My favorite, I have a couple different places that I like to read um, and a couple different newsletters that I'll like bookmark and catch up on every week. Um, But I like to read um, medium.com. It's a subscription. You have to pay for it. It's like $5 a month. Um, I've been subscribing to it for over a year now. They have really, really awesome op-ed articles, especially about personal finance. I find that the articles that I read on there usually have very unique perspectives. And I've really learned a lot. So if you are looking for Basically, an endless abyss of personal finance reading, medium.com is really great. They also have tons of other like topics and stuff, but I tend to read about personal finance and a little bit about like healthy lifestyle, habits, routines, that kind of stuff, just because that's what interests me. Um, So that's one thing that I read regularly. I also have two newsletters that I read regularly. One is The Daily Upside. So that's a daily newsletter. I read it most days. I'm not going to lie and say I read it every single day because I don't. Um, but I do try and read through it pretty much every every day, uh, most days. Um, and I just find that it has good information about the markets. Um, it really keeps me up to date with like relevant news and events with a financial twist, if that makes sense. Um, so I like that. It's free. I have a link in my bio um, that you can go subscribe to it for if you want. Um, And then I also read Money Scoop. So Money Scoop is a Morning Brew sponsored um, newsletter and it's twice a week. It's on Tuesdays and Thursdays. This newsletter is actually like pretty fantastic. 
The reason why I like it is because it's very thorough. I'm pulling it up now to give you a high level of like what it covers. It's very, very thorough. And um, and it includes a lot of different like series every single week. So it starts with like three numbers that you need to know. It tells you like inflation. It tells you like how much maybe a specific good price has increased on average. This week, it's Tuesday the 19th. This week, they sent one in the three numbers to know were 45% of millennials are leaving their jobs to find better compensation and benefits. That's just one you know, number that they share. Very, very interesting. Um, and then it links out to an article where you can read about it. Another topic in here that they're talking about, the next series is called Jargon Slayer, and they always put in a word that people get confused about. This week is stagflation, which is very interesting because that's like an econ concept I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily know about, but very relevant in today's world. Um, and then the other thing that I love, and then I'll move on, is he always gives a Excel tip. Um, I love that so much because I'm in Excel every single day, a huge Excel nerd. And so far he's given tips. Not I've known some of them, but he has given tips that I didn't know about, um, which is really cool. So I really like Money Scoop. I think it's a great um, newsletter and very thorough. And it's only twice a week, so you're not getting an email every single day. So that's my daily routine um, updating my personal finance dashboard and doing my 10 to 15-ish minutes of reading. If you are not a spreadsheet person, you could translate the personal finance dashboard piece into like checking in on your budgeting app. There are so many different budgeting apps that you can use. I like Copilot. I also am learning more about Truebill. That's another app that a lot of people suggested me to check out. Um, so those are the apps I mean, I can't suggest Truebill yet because I haven't used it myself, but definitely worth, I guess, looking into. And yeah, don't forget to um, personal finance dashboard code $10 off if you use the code podcast one linked in my show notes here. Next, let's talk about my payday routine. So my payday routine is a bi-weekly routine because I get paid for my job every other Friday. So what happens when I get paid? Um, 10% of my paycheck goes towards my 401k. So that just happens. I don't even see that money. I also pay for health insurance and that comes directly out of my paycheck. I pay, I think $90 every pay period, which is for health insurance, dental, and vision. Um, I don't know if that's good. Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram if that, like, what do you pay? Maybe I'll do a poll on that. Um, But yeah, so I pay $90. That all comes off. And then my paycheck hits my account. And what I do is I will go in and check in, obviously, in my checking account. And I will then pay off my credit card. I pay off my credit card every two weeks. Um... I just like to do that. I don't like to hold a balance unnecessarily. I haven't seen a negative impact on my credit score. I get that question all the time. Like if you pay your credit card multiple times, is that a bad thing? Truthfully, I don't think so. I do it all the time and my credit score is 815. So I don't think it has a negative effect, um, but I'll let you know if I hear otherwise. Um, So yeah, I'll go pay off my credit card 
And then the next thing that I'll do is invest. So I like to transfer money into my investments every other week-ish. This is where I don't have like a full set routine, but I would say on average it's every other week. I will transfer money into my Vanguard account and buy some ETFs. And that is my payday routine. I think having a payday routine is really important. I try not to overcomplicate it because um, I don't really think there's a point. But I do like to go through those few things. So I look at how much money is in my checking account. I look at how much money is on my credit card. Sometimes I'll go back and like make sure my uh, personal finance dashboard is up to date. But Aside from those things, I'll then just transfer money into my Vanguard account and buy the ETFs. Having a payday routine is so important because you don't want to have money just sitting idle in your checking account. That money could be working for you in other ways. It also is meant to be used to pay off bills and stuff. Like I wouldn't recommend having more than a couple weeks worth of expenses in your checking account. Everybody's a little bit different when it comes to how much money they like to keep in their checking. I keep like two grand in my checking account so that if I ever have to do like a big Venmo or something or take cash out or whatever like I have money in there but I don't like to hold too much money in my checking account because I'd rather it be invested and I already have an emergency fund so I don't need to hold money there for no reason. The other reason why having a payday routine is really important is because it ensures that you're actually like taking the steps every other week to reach your goals and move your money around. You can make your payday routine automatic, meaning, you know, you have money taken out of your paycheck for your retirement. And then instead of it going into your checking account, you can set up auto transfers into different accounts. Everybody always asks me why I don't do this or why I do it manually. It's because the way that my work is, is I, you know, submit a lot of expenses. They reimburse me for different things. And so if I have my paycheck being split into multiple accounts, then all of my reimbursements are then split into multiple accounts. And obviously that's not what I want. That's super annoying. So I just do it manually. I don't think there's any problem with doing it manually as long as you do it. It doesn't really take me that long. It's not an inhibitive to my life. And it's honestly a preference um, because it keeps me close to things. I like to know what's going on and not in an obsessive way where I'm checking it every single day, but I like to be in tune with my finances. It makes me feel better. And having these kinds of routines keeps you in tune with what's going on. When you know what's going on, you can make better decisions, you can make more informed decisions, you can make smarter decisions for your life, and you're never going to feel like stressed about money because you know where you stand. You may not be happy with where you stand, and that's okay. That's like a totally different conversation, but at least you know. I find that when I talk to people who are stressed about money, a lot of the time it's because they disassociate with how much money they have, what they're doing with their finances. They don't have a routine in place. They don't have regular habits that they're doing to improve their finances because they're ignoring it. And all that does is amplify how unhappy or unstable you feel financially. And I don't think that's healthy. I think disassociation is a really negative behavior. I think it, I mean, this is kind of a trendy thing to say, but I do think it's a bit of a trauma response and it's manifesting in 
your finances for whatever reasons. Um, but it's really important to recognize if you're somebody who does that, you could have you know, issues that are impacting your finances that may actually have nothing to do with your ability to be financially successful, if that makes sense. So maybe you're an overspender that could stem from something else in your life and your response to that is manifesting in, you know, seeking validation through or a dopamine hit through buying a lot of things. So I think it's important to have routines because that will help you recognize those negative habits and then, you know, rectify them in whatever appropriate way for your life. So that is my payday routine. And then the last routine that I have is my monthly money review. So we are going to get into this one. This is definitely a more involved process. Um, And it is a once a month kind of thing. So I think that's really important to think about. Like I usually spend, you know, 20 to 30 minutes at the end of each month doing a couple of different things. And what I'll do step by step is I will, you know, sit down on my computer, I'll pull up my personal finance dashboard. The first thing that I'm doing is updating all of my numbers. So I'm updating, I'm making, and I'm making sure that I've tracked everything, all of my income. Sometimes I like forget to track my um, paycheck. I'm tracking all of my income. I'm tracking all of my expenses. I have some recurring expenses too that I forget about, like my car insurance, that kind of stuff. Um, So I'll make sure that I didn't forget about anything in any of that. And then I'll just cross check it against my credit card statement um, through the end of the month. And I'll make sure that everything is aligned as close as it can be. I don't necessarily do things down to the cent, but I'm getting pretty close. The next thing I do is I make sure that all of the transfers that I made to my investments and to my savings accounts are all logged and then I'll also update my net worth. So when I update my net worth, I'm just taking the end value on the last day of the month of all of my different accounts. So my investment accounts obviously change slightly day to day. My savings accounts, I'm not really making any savings transfers right now because my emergency fund is all set. I'm, you know, don't really have, ah, actually I do have a sinking fund. It's my wedding sinking fund, not for my wedding, but for weddings that I'll be attending um, and participating in. Um, those are less involved. I'm definitely more focused on investments. So that's where I'm seeing the most growth and the most activity. So I'll go in and I'll update my net worth, whatever. And after I do all of that, I'll go through and just double check all of my accounts. So that kind of happens, I guess, I don't want to say after, but it happens kind of simultaneously when I'm updating my net worth. I think it's really important at least once a month if you're not doing all of these other routines as well. I think once a month, it's really important to just look at your accounts. Um, Doesn't, again, necessarily mean you have to make any changes, but you should be aware of how much money you have in different places. I find a lot of people have like 401ks or retirement accounts or whatever that they just completely ignore, um, that they have no idea how much money is in them and they're just sitting there. I also find the same thing with credit cards, that people will have credit cards that they forgot 
have like a recurring subscription or something on there that they haven't paid because they haven't looked because they don't use it for anything else because they got a new card and then they'll log in and they'll owe like hundreds of dollars because they have that payment hitting and then they also have interest because they haven't paid it off because they didn't know about it. So I think it's important once a month to just go in and check everything. Um, It's a little bit of a tedious process like logging into stuff, but in theory, it really only takes five minutes and I don't think that it's that big of a deal and it's something that can ultimately prevent a big problem. So I would definitely recommend doing that. Um, The second step that I do is self-reflection. So this is where a lot of people um, skip and I don't think that you should skip this part. I know it's not glamorous and it probably feels kind of silly, but I think it's important to just take a few minutes and look at everything and like really look at how you spent your money. Are you happy with how much money you spent on different things? Like were you over or under budget and why? Are you proud of where your money went? Like I've had a couple months recently with this move where my spending has been really high and while I haven't necessarily bought tons of things that I don't need, I have, you know, done a lot of shopping and what I'm kind of realizing is I've spent a lot of money on clothes and I'm not necessarily happy with all of the clothes that I've bought. I still kind of feel like, eh, I don't know if I have anything to wear. That's a problem. Like that's something that I'm trying to be more aware of. And by doing this process, I'm realizing like, okay, whoa, I spent a lot of money on clothes, but last Friday, why did I feel like I didn't have anything to wear? Um, and that what did, what was my reaction to that? Or what am I doing to improve that? Now, if I buy it clothes and I don't absolutely love it, I'm returning it. There's no point in me keeping a shirt that I kind of like, because if I only kind of like it, then I'm realizing like I'm not reaching for it in my closet. I'm not wearing it. And then that's a waste of money. So by doing this self-reflective process, you can identify those things and change your behavior. That's the important part of the self-reflection piece. It's changing your behavior. Changing your behavior is the key to improving your finances because there's always things you can be doing to be more efficient to improve to be better and better and better when it comes to managing your money making financial decisions and reaching your financial goals so you have to have to have to self-reflect i like to look at where i'm at what i planned where i fell and what's the over under this is a new feature that's going to be coming into the personal finance dashboard for next year it doesn't exist right now but if you do use the personal finance dashboard it's part of the expense chart Um, on the dashboard tab, you can see like by month, how much you spent where, and then year to date, how much you've spent where, which I find really interesting, but soon enough, you'll have the feature where you can make the comparison as well in the annual planning tab. It's going to be awesome. I've been testing it out as part of my, um, you know, checks and balances in the actual spreadsheet. So it's coming soon. I think you guys are really going to like it. The final step of my monthly review is making the adjustments. So making the adjustments is really important because again, this is how you make improvements for the month ahead. So a couple of things that I do to think about what adjustments I'm going to make. If I know that I have, you know, specific plans coming up in a month or a birthday party or a traveling that I'm going to be doing, I'm going to factor that into how I'm planning out my money. So for example, it's October. 
I have a friend who's coming to visit me at the end of the month. When I did my October review, I naturally added much more money into my restaurant fund because I know that when she visits, most of our meals we're going to be eating out. That's really important to factor into your plan because if you know you treat your budget the same every single month, even though your plans change, you're setting yourself up to fail. I knew normally I budget like $300 for restaurants. I knew that if I have a friend visiting, $300 for restaurants probably isn't realistic. It's probably this month going to be closer to like $500 to $600 on restaurants, which is a lot. But that'll even out month over month. Like next month, I'm going to be going home for a week. It's going to span two weekends. Like I'm going to just, again, naturally be spending less. So that's really important to consider when it comes to how you're planning your money. Um, Also next month in November, like I'm going to be traveling home. That's a thousand percent going to be impacting how I spend my money because during that week when I'm home, like I'm not really going to be out and about. That's one week less of groceries that I have to buy. It's things like that that you have to think about. And you can use this adjustment period to like shape shift how you allocate your dollars and even things out to continue to reach your savings goals. So when I'm building my budget, there are a few things I'm doing. Obviously, the first step is my income. The second thing that I'm looking at are my essential expenses. So my essential expenses are basically the same month over month, you know, it's like rent, utilities, those fluctuate slightly, but I usually am spending like $100 to $150 on utilities each month. Um, My car insurance, my groceries are essential. Those, I generally will budget like $250 for groceries and then I'll budget like another $150 for Costco because Costco is kind of grocery, but it's also kind of not. That kind of stuff. I know generally how much I'm going to spend. Then I'll go through and I'll do my um, savings goals. So I'll make sure that I put exactly how much that I want to transfer to my investments. I aim to invest minimally $2,000 per month. That might be a shocking number to people. That might be feel like not a lot to people. I don't know. The past couple of months, I've been able to invest significantly more because I'm making more money through all of my break your budget stuff. Um, but that's what I aim for every single month. I have a few like brand retainers that I have that end at the end of the year. So I don't know how my investing is going to change next year without the break your budget stuff. Um, unless I get, you know, contract extensions, things like that. There are so many moving pieces, but that's what I build in first. And then I build in all of my other non-essential stuff. Um, So that's restaurants, um, going out to bars, Ubers, uh, shopping, personal items. So like CVS, personal care. So like I like to do one self-care thing per month, whether that's like a pedicure or getting my eyebrows done or a haircut or something. I like to be cognizant of that. Um, I build those things in last. And I don't do that because I'm going to spend less on them. I do that because... It does impact how much I'm able to save and I like to make sure that those two areas of my budget balance out. It takes some trial and error to get comfortable and kind of know what you're going to spend. So I think it's really important to keep that in mind. Um, But that's generally what I do on a monthly basis. 
my review every month, like I said, it takes like 20 minutes. It's really not that big of a lift. It's very important to do. So I highly encourage you to get into that routine if you aren't already. The key to doing this is to have a good tool. I'm going to say it one more time. If you need a good tool, you should definitely check out the Personal Finance Dashboard Podcast One, $10 off. Um, and yeah, I think I'm going to wrap this up um, because this is longer than I wanted it to be. But that is all of the stuff that I do to manage my money. Those are all of my routines, habits, etc. that I'm currently doing. I, I feel like it sounds like a lot, but it's very, in my mind, low maintenance, but attentive. It's not time, like a big time commitment. It's a couple minutes a day five minutes every other week and like 30 minutes once a month. So like all in all, it's probably under an hour every single month. I think if you work for 40 hours a week and how many hours is that a month? 160 hours a month, you should be able to spend one hour managing your money. You know, you spend all that time making money. You're doing yourself a disservice if you're not spending any time managing it. That's just my opinion. Um, I really think you should do that. But if you have any questions, let me know and I will catch you in the next episode.